Welcome everybody, I'm Rambo and welcome to Echoes of New Eden. I got a great episode for you today. We got scanning coming out this week. We talked the biggest loss in the round table. And then we'll get into the interview I had with Tahini about life as a mercenary corp. Let's dive right in. Last week's Eve Echoes announcement gave us some lore behind the exploration update, also gave us some insight on what to expect. Now these are just pointers, I didn't read the entire thing, so uh, like I said, just these are just going to be pointers. All major factions want to get their hands on the new materials, of course. There is a possibility of encountering hidden gravity wells in almost all star systems in which these factions can use to travel to new rich ore deposits in Nihilus space. Looks like we will have a couple new devices needed to find these areas. A ore gravity well trap device and a dead space gravity well trap device. You'll need to have these equipped to your outposts. These new devices must be inside an outpost and in stable sovereign space. I'm curious as to what stable means in this case. The devices can take a few days to a week to activate, after which the gravity well leading to the new region will be generated. There will be a shielding device in the center of most Nihilus space anomalies. The device usually creates a safe area with a radius of several hundred kilometers. Ships are not allowed to warp inside these safe areas, and they must carry out operations with them. Should a ship stray outside the area, Autopilot will automatically bring them back in to prevent them from the fatal effects of gamma ray bursts. Your ship's capacitor recharge rate will differ in these different areas. Keep an eye on your ship's power core. It appears that the gravity wells directly connected to outposts will be stable and safe from outsiders. Most Nihilus space anomalies will contain numerous deposits of rich ores. Some parts of Nihilus space are occupied by pirates. For reverse engineering, capsuleers can reverse engineer permanent magnetic materials and acquire stronger dead space modules, which are classified by their strength into B, A, and X models. These dead space modules will offer capsuleers a new goal within their journey of New Eden. The official Eve Echoes tweeted a couple days ago that the exploration update will be released this Wednesday, June 2nd, after the maintenance update. They will also incorporate a new Battle Pass event to start on June 3rd. Also, we'll be uh, releasing Nanocores, which will be an all-new way to further customizing your ship. Big news in the north, SHH took a loss this weekend, losing a freshly put-up Citadel and 6-TAC-O in Branch. Fireflies and company came with force with an estimated power of 400 members. That was just Fireflies. I believe SHH probably pulled around 200. The battle of KJ Attack VOP had Pan Gen 22 vs. Content Coalition. Appears to be a Citadel in system, but from the video that I watched, appeared most of the battle were at the gates. Just short of 750 pilots and local for that fight, with about equal forces on both sides. Honk placed their own Citadel and EC Tech PBR. 
make sure you honk in local when passing through. That's uh, that's one jump out of uh, Tornos. Also, big news as of yesterday: True Beast stepped down from being executor of the Silent Alliance, giving his reins to Nihilist. Sounds like Nihilist will continue in the steps of True Beast and get content to their members. I'll give you a hint to next week's episode. Whatever happened to the Aquarius Coalition? We'll find that out next week when I have ER Doc on the show. Next, let's get to the roundtable segment. Welcome to the Eve Echoes Roundtable. This segment of the show, we will discuss an Eve Echoes topic provided to us by a fan of the show, chosen at random. Are you guys ready? We're ready. Yep. All right. Absolutely. Do our normal introductions here. We got Iraq the House here to today with us. Hey, howdy! And we got Gridiron. What's up, Grid? How you doing? We also have Turpish. What's up, Turp? Hello, hello. And we got Rhino. What's up, Rhino? What's up? All right, so let's get this topic on the roll. And the winner, and the winner is. is... All right. Okay. What is your biggest ship loss and what happened? How did you recover from it? Nice. Terp, start with you. Yes, mine was a retriever, 159 million to the, uh, lost it to the infamous Zad. We, uh, <laughs> we got in the great wildland and this was right after one of the combat upgrades. We used to run stabs on all of our retrievers. And so we could get in or out. And this particular retriever was my first one in Null. And I dodged a couple daredevils and everything else was not really too worried about it. And then uh, Zad flew in, just, you know, a couple jumps out from the NPC base, jumped in on me. It's like, oh, this is no big deal. Hit all the stabs and went nowhere. And as I just got to sit there and watch, you know, everything go down, you know, shields and the armor and then hull and everything is like, man, it's just not squat I can do about it. And that actually is when we got together as a group because Zad got two or three of our other retrievers on that same, same day, same run. And we all got together and started brainstorming. And that's where we started coming up with our Battlefit retrievers. So the loss was not enjoyable. It took me about a week to get everything put back together for the null retriever. But I still had my high sec retriever, so I was able to move stuff around. But it actually forced us to change for the uh, interceptors and the frigates coming in, and that's when we started running, you know, shields and hardeners and, and newts. And we racked up quite a few kills after that. I don't know yeah. which one of our retrievers has the most skill marks now. Uh, it might be E-Rock. Yeah, it's when those first came out. Yeah, uh, that's about... yeah it's because we went from disruptors to scrams, and that's when the, the aura stabs no longer helped. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, yeah. Those good times back then. Yeah, I was gonna say that's uh that must have been before insurance. That's that's for shit day going sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, long since before insurance. And I still don't use insurance now. I just uh I use the ISK version of it. Yeah, so. yeah but that's also your your biggest loss, so you uh you're not losing on the regular. No, no. I mean, I've got some, you know, I've got my uh, Gisty Condor I've lost, but that's like $65 million. Yeah. I've lost, you know, a couple other odds and ends. I've lost an Interceptor. But the long, the long story short, that was the biggest one, and that was the one that, they're, they're, that smarted just a little bit, because it was very, very clear 
that what had previously worked was no longer viable and we needed needed to make a big change. So Rhino, you're up. Well, my biggest loss as a total, well, I mean, I've had, I've had a bigger loss in an individual ship, but I mean, the one that hurt me the most, I lost uh, all four of my ratting fleet. Um, I'd started uh, my alts back when we had the January catch-ups, so I'd finally gotten my mining alts into a place where I could start building and building pretty quickly. And I'd finally got a cruiser ratting fleet together, Rupture 2, O&I, C&I, V&I, and pretty okay-fitted. I mean, not the best, but uh, a lot of, you know, the C-type stuff. Not not all of them had T3 rigs. Um, but uh, somebody needed help. They got caught by uh, Teeny and company in uh, uh, Great Wildlands trying to get some stuff moved in and out. And uh, I came to help them, and they had kind of a log-off swarm tactic. And uh, before I knew it, I had, was uh, caught. And the one I cared most about was the, the Guardian, and that's the one they had locked down. And uh, I also realized that day that uh, I could not uh, PvP four at a time. Uh, I learned that my attention is just not quite there. Um, so uh, I learned a lot from that one and it, it hurt me the most because it took me a while to get that back up because no insurance on it. And, uh, you know, I just gotten them. So like it, you know, I had to mine for a couple weeks after that to get them built back up. Yeah. Wow. Great. Um, yes. Yeah, so. Mine's literally embarrassing. Um, I'm pre- I pretty much proud of myself on not losing too many ships. Um, I've only lost Retriever, Hurricane, and this one uh, I decided I was doing. I was soloing a Matter of a Born mission up in High Sec uh, with a Dominix and with a uh, Prophecy behind it, and uh, the Mimitar missions were running incredibly fast. Uh, I don't know if it was a B patch or just I was not the in it that day, but I had a Dropbox at 260. And my Dominix was about 140, 120, and the uh, the guard or the um what's it called the elite wave spawned, and they bum rushed that guardian and locked it down to a scram uh, strength of 14, and I couldn't get it out of there, uh and so it got deleted, and that was about a 1.5 billion isk loss. Um, thankfully I had it insured. Uh, I I never run my ships without insurance, but you know. My pride definitely was like, wow, you, 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 all you had to do was warp off. Don't even risk it, you know? Um, so that was upsetting for me. That's my biggest loss. What about you, Iraq? Well, I have been known for losing many assinables, um, mostly because um, I like to PvP in my assinable, and I will usually um, I, like, I farm up for assinable, and like I, I, once I get it, I farm like crazy until I can replace it. And once I know I have the money in the bank to replace it, this is before insurance. I'll go crazy and I go kill on a killing spree and eventually just get so bloodlust I, I kill something. So I was uh, this was a three point six billion dollar cinnable loss, um, and I was on full on bloodlust mode and I didn't care. And I was doing uh, a level six angel dead space solo at like two in the morning or something like that out in Sculpting Pass, and uh, I, I saw this hurricane come system and came to you know came to the my death space anomaly and i knew he's baiting me i'm like there's no way this guy is solo not whatsoever because like he he left and he came back and i was like he's got to be baiting me i was like i just want to take this hurricane on i'm like i should be able to kill him um like hopefully i can just kill him before you know his friends arrive so sure enough he, he comes back the second time 
he bum, bum rushes me down um, in the the dead space. I hit some aggro. I didn't think I had that much. Um, and uh, yeah, sure enough, you know his his buddy's jumping system. You know, I'm, I'm pounding away on the hurricane. I'm killing the hurricane. But the most irritating thing about that is, is I did not get the freaking kill mail because the rats got the final blow, which I think is the most bullshit thing in this game. It really pissed me off. So, you know, so but he had tackled me long enough that his friendly symbol got on grid and was able to get me tackled um, before he died. And so, you know, I, I think I had maybe a quarter of my shields left uh, by the time he died, and that's just not enough to go up against a Cinnable that had full shields. I still did, did decent damage, but just, just wasn't enough. Um, so, and then of course, you know, add insult injury, I didn't even get the hurricane kill mail, which I was, I think I was mostly really irritated about that. I think I was probably more irritated about not getting the kill mail um, than actually the actual ship loss. Because um, I knew I already had, had uh, money in the bank for replacement, uh, or the mineral saved up, I should say, um, to build a new one and the rigs and whatnot. Um, so yeah, no, that's... Uh, that was one of my many cinnable losses, but by far my most expensive um, was the 3.6 billion cinnable loss. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, mine are nowhere near 3.6 yeah. billion. The, the YOLO is strong with me. I have a, a hurricane, my YOLO cane, I fly off and, and have lost it many times. It's now my cheap replacement version of my YOLO cinnable. Um, it's definitely much cheaper, especially with insurance. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the YOLO is strong. <laughs> so. So my biggest loss was actually in a story mission and uh, to pair that it was also my wife's biggest loss and she actually lost more than I did. But before I get into that, <laughs> I had, I had two draw meals. Um, so they were worth about 800 to 900 million each. And uh, even then that's kind of still a little cheap oh, I- compared to some of them out there. You know, I T2 rigs instead of T3 or whatever, but I mostly use the draw meals um, just to do like home defense or whatever. So there is an enemy fleet that was one jump out. And so uh, what they were doing is they were, they, they were like inside of a, a scout trying to steal the scout. So uh, I got a fleet together. We went and jumped them and uh, it was like a, a single tornado and uh, uh, something else. Well, of course, I'm the first one to arrive there. He locks me, I like lock him, and basically we had each other tackled. He couldn't move, I couldn't move, so I was just a sitting target. By the time the rest of the fleet had came, I was already basically dead. So, because uh, <laughs> everybody had bigger ships, ruptures, hurricanes. And yes, the tornado did die eventually. I believe it was a few uh, fleet that was roaming around at that time. I, I think they were just coming in to to clear out the scout or whatever, whatever anomaly. And, uh, I, I believe I took the, had it tackled, but I died before the tornado died, but I did watch it die. So there, there was that. And then, uh, I had some assistance because even at that time, this was, oh shoot, months ago. Um, I didn't have the isk really to even replace it. And, uh, and so, you know, I was kind of pouting about it. And a court member actually assisted me with replacing it. So, um, so I got another one. And what did I do? I did the exact same thing. <laughs> but <clears throat> I was chasing an interceptor this time. And he must have been doing some sort of gate game, 
something or other, you know, trying to get me to lock him. And then mm-hmm. I was stuck at a gate and I couldn't warp and just weird shit was going on. And ultimately, uh, there, he had a fleet on the other side of the gate and I couldn't warp for some reason, even though he had jumped the gate. I had a lock timer. Their fleet warped in. So they jumped in onto the gate that I was already at. Well, I tried going to the other gate to, to, to try and get to home, but I seriously couldn't move like as if I was tackled and I ended up dying there. And then that was my last Dromiel. I haven't replaced it. I haven't bothered even thinking about replacing it because yet again, that was another 900 mil that, you know what? And this was all before insurance too. So yeah. Um, and then five of my six (laughs) loss has been pre-insurance on my cinnables new game now and by the time by the time insurance came out i was past the 30 days i think Uh, on that too so even if i wanted to i was past the uh the 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 late claim so that yeah i'm done with draw mills factured frigates whatever i don't really care for them anymore um but my my biggest loss was a uh my story running tornado and uh I, I forget what it was but i mean we're sitting at 100 out and we end up getting t- my my wife's trying to correct me but anyway <laughs> she uh and she, and she was with me she had a her guardian and then she also had a tornado well anyway they spawn in and they're 100 out and they're closing in. Well, I try to lock and kill the the first few that are coming toward us, right? Long story short, we end up getting tackled. They take out her guardian and then both the tornadoes are locked and they can't move. I can't hit anything because, of course, I got strike cannons. My my tornado was over was just over a bill. My wife's tornado was just over a bill. Uh, <laughs> her Moa Guardian, uh, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was just a, it was a bad day, but we did get those back on insurance and ended up fitting them more expensive fit. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that's uh, the thing about insurance is you can do that now. That's so much yeah, nicer. I ended up putting more money into my second tornado for story running than I had in that first one. So but uh, that was it. I mean, I haven't lost anything that big since. Uh, now, I do have ships that are up there. You know, uh, I'm very conservative with uh, my ratting ships and my procurers, stuff like that. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. The mock. You know, it's, it's like, like for story missions, you know, it's one thing. But, like, if you're going to be ratting and all, I always, you know... In my mind, you have to be ready for PvP in addition to ratting. And I, what I've always tried to do is make sure I at least, you know, farm and, and rat the, the, the replacement cost of whatever ship I'm flying before I start getting too crazy with it in PvP and taking risks. Because I always end up taking risks. Because this game is a whole game of risk reward, you know. You never know if someone's log off trapping you or someone's trying to bait you into fight because they have friends on the other side of the gate. Um, so, you know, farm your, you know, your replacement costs, whether it's in, you know, plex for insurance these days, or just, you know, if you're not doing, um, insurance, uh, which I personally think is a mistake, um, that you, at least after you have that ship farm, it's replacement cost. So you, you keep that in the bank. 
Um, because as is the age old um adage with the game is don't fly what you can't afford to lose. And I right? think that still very much that's applies. So that scares the crap out of me trying to <laughs> Yep and uh the stuff I'm flying. To, yeah. to to basically sum it up and wrap it up is we all learned a lesson, right? We all learned some sort of lesson <laughs> in, in 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 that, and that's part of the game, you know. So, yeah. mm-hmm. all right. Well, this concludes this week's roundtable chat. I shall see you guys next week for another topic to discuss. Thanks Talk to you guys later. Rambo. Thanks. Later, Rambo. <laughs> Welcome, you're listening to Echoes of New Eden. This is Tahiti. Welcome, Tahini. Welcome to Echoes of New Eden. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's a, my pleasure. You're, uh, you're quite a big name in Echoes of New Eden. So uh, tell, tell us a bit about yourself for the people that don't know you. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but uh, I'm just an FC. Uh, I started uh, back in the day with SSH, um, grew a group of PVPers around me, and uh, then branched off on our own. And we've somehow managed to work our ways into being uh, mercenaries. And it's been it's been good. It's been it's been quite the success story. Um, what would you like to know specifically? I mean, I'm the CEO of Black Legion, um, which is a primarily PvP corporation. Um, we're part of No Alliance. We used to be part of Mercenary Coalition, which is another group of mercs, good guys. But we left and branched off and did our own thing. And uh, now we're in No Please Stop, which is the ticker No. I think a bunch of people should know us we're all over the place <laughs> yeah you're you guys are all over the place so yeah and a pew black legion pew people know you yeah. as pew yeah so. yeah we started that corp with like five guys uh, way back on day day like three of the game and uh yeah we've stuck together till now about how big is that corp well Your we're corp. actually like th- we're three corps because we have a lot of alts um so we're around 200 guys let's let's say 200 people guys and girls uh that are active but spread across like 500 alts like a lot of people have multiple accounts that they use in and out of pew because the ticker is recognizable we we sometimes need to use neutral alts and and stuff so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of that going on yeah it wouldn't be eve without alts i tell you that much Yeah, they're they're very helpful for sure. So, what do you uh, like to do in the game? Obviously, uh, PvP. Yeah. Yeah, we we like to brawl. We like to to kill stuff. Mainly, um, we we recognize the value of distancing ourselves from uh, PVE and industrial stuff and focusing purely on PvP. It it allows you to cut the fat and like stay a little bit more focused, and it, it distills things down a little bit. And uh, it's worked out well for us, yeah. That's all we do. We look for PvP day in and day out. And we're a bit nomadic as well, so we're always moving from one part of the map to another. We never sit in one one place for longer than... I think the most would be two weeks. Never longer than that. So then uh, what, what made you decide to start a Merc Corp? 
Well, in the beginning, it wasn't primarily a Merc Corp. It was a pirate corp. So we would just go around killing people continuously, whether it's for ISK or not, ransoming people. So it was more of a pirate thing. And then once we got really good at it, we realized well, we, could be, we could be making ISK out of this. And we dabbled in it a little bit at the start. Then we realized, oh, okay, this is working. And we scaled it up. And uh, now it's, yeah, a powerhouse, I would say. It's, it's, we're doing good. Um, it, it, the model worked, I guess. We, we did adopt a few things from Mercenary Coalition. I have to give credit to where credit is due, for sure. Yeah, so you, you didn't really expect yourself to be a Merc Corp in the beginning, right? No, not really. <laughs> that, that sort of, it came along the way. It came along the way. I do come from an EVE Online Merc background. I was in Pandemic Legion, which is a Merc organization. Um, so a lot of the stuff that I use here in this game to run my corp, I took from how things were run in Pandemic Legion, for sure. So I see the logo for Pew. What, what's the logo mean? It's very specific. The logo, a lot of people ask. But like I wish I had, it had some crazy story to it. It does not. Um, but it is the mask. Half of it is the mask that is my avatar. The other half is just, I guess, a helmet that fits with that mask and uh, a very cool guy canon who's quite known in the community um, was a visual artist he made a lot of memes back in the day he kindly put it together and we've just been using it yeah i'm, I'm not good at uh, at this <laughs> stuff so i just i just used his yeah his model. It's one, pretty cool. one side being a vendetta mask and then the other side being a like a spartan gladiator mask some kind of yeah, yeah leonidas i don't know because mm -hmm. because we like to fight outnumbered maybe that's what he was thinking yeah yeah sure. it fits so that each side doesn't it doesn't really represent it but the the yeah. one logo as itself represents you guys it's i mean you guys have your own metal it has that logo on it and everything so that's cool mm -hmm. the most fun we have in this game is when we're fighting outnumbered so um it's the it's the most challenging part of the game so the most satisfying as well so yeah maybe the leonidas thing fits a bit you could say but there really was no no specific aim with the logo <laughs> i wish there was a story, it just like stuck it just naturally it just, stuck. It just stuck yeah yeah it did yeah there's uh when you're outnumbered like that that's where strategy and skill come into play and if you can come out on top even outnumbered like that then i mean you got the upper hand right yeah, well, no, that, that's the whole point. Fighting with the, without having the upper hand and somehow pulling it off is, is the most glorious part of this game, I'd have to say. And one other thing I was going to touch on with, in regards to the logo, with No, if you notice, we don't really have much of a logo. We try to keep everything minimal, like very minimal. Even our Discord as an alliance is all just function without the added stuff. So minimalism is a key thing key factor to how we operate i would say we, we try to keep things uh as focused and as w without fat or extra luggage let's say so that's part of the logo right then um how how did you get that metal with the logo is that from the uh that contest they oh, had that's a video contest yes the yeah, video contest there was a battle I think I posted way, way back, and it came maybe 7th or 8th. They gave us a medal for that. Actually, interestingly enough, SSH, uh, True Beast, shout out to him, 
uh, gave me an SSH medal. So I have I have an SHH medal and a unique Condor skin, one of those black skins that they have for the Condor. It looks really cool. Nice. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice of them. Surprise, just out of nowhere, they, they you, gave us one. You have a pretty good relationship with True Beast? No, not really. We kill no? each other all the time. <laughs> I killed their Citadel yesterday. Oh, so I don't know. Like we, we, there's definitely we fight each other hard, quite hard. But I guess we respect each other as uh, as opponents. So yeah, they're they're good. Guys. They're good guys. We always have a soft spot for SSH, seeing as we came from that alliance. It was you, our first home? Was that but, the but, uh, Citadel in Six Tech O? Yeah, yeah. That was I, that was I, the battle. I, I'm not exactly sure. I don't think um, Damon Zell on his previous episode had talked about that Citadel being uh, going down. I did watch his episode this morning, and all the ones that SHH did lose were over in the veil. So <clears throat> they didn't they didn't talk about the uh, six taco battle that happened yesterday. It's fresh. I think yeah. it'll probably be in the next the next episode. Yeah, it's a good fight. Fireflies are back, I guess. <laughs> they're uh, back in numbers right yeah 300 man fireflies fleet was there quite the surprise i think nobody expected that wow yeah all right so what's it take to hire mercs in the state of the game right now um not too much just a, a little bit of isk and a goal i'm usually that's that's all it takes if you want to you want me to get into specifics uh approximately a billion isk to get us to move somewhere and then depending on what what the contract entails we would set different prices but yeah generally speaking just a bit of a wallet and and a target is what it takes i don't know what you mean by the state of the game now um well seemingly the player population has decreased since the start of the game everybody knows that uh just the true. attrition now it, true, true. Then I then I would ask like how is how is business is like back in the day you were really busy are you are you still really busy today? Um, we haven't felt too much of a difference. But true that space is a little bit less populated, so maybe it takes longer to complete a contract. But we're always like you're tied into a contract. So let's say you hire me for usually for about a week. We're we're tied to that contract. We can't take others. So we've been in a continuous state of one contract after the other, after the other with barely any downtime. And in that regard, not really. Things have just been one, two, three, just from contract to contract to contract. But I could, I could foresee that if the player base continues to decline, yeah, maybe that, that would be an issue, especially for PVP pilots like us, which is what we look for is traffic and, you know, mm -hmm. lots of players. Now, That's the whole point of for us. I'm going to hit you with a question that we didn't discuss uh, beforehand, but with exploration coming out next week, literally next week, would that change? Well, not to mention that will bring a lot of players back, but what kind of contracts can we expect out of there? Are, are we going to see like go search for this type of contract and then, or have them search for it and you attack it or honestly, I am not sure, but, if if this new expansion helps make people wealthier 
and it's like everybody gets these new materials or whatever and just get, can get, make ISK better, then it's good for everybody and it's good for business. It's good for us. So, but in terms of like specific contracts against in Nihil space, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, it doesn't work like wormholes in EVE Online. So it's, we're not going to be using these things to travel around or living in them. From my understanding, we're going to be jumping in and attacking people that are PVEing, right? Mm -hmm. And then jumping back out. It'll be something like that. So maybe more PVP, hopefully. It will give us more options for PVP. Maybe a bit of strategy. I heard that uh, there are limits to some of these things. So you can't bring in, let's say, 10 battleships. Like You actually have to look at the the size of the ship and the weight. And uh, and you're only allowed to bring a certain amount through the... So that requires some tactics, right? You you have to, okay, we're going to bring these two battleships and these cruisers. So anything that opens up layers of of tactics is something good for us. Like we like that. That's why we play the game. Yeah. Not to mention you'll have to open up a uh, scanning wing specifically to be fine to seek out these people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would just go ahead and say if you're one of those people in high sec that sits in a faction battleship doing missions all day, you should probably be careful, especially <laughs> the first week. I mean, I know for I'm going to be personally targeting going there and just hunting faction battleships yeah testing it Uh, out yeah getting a feel for right testing it out exactly so hopefully it it yields more more content scanning was always good in eve online so it should be good for this game hopefully so i i would i would probably say well i'll I'll ask you this has inflation affected the contracts Hmm. from like the, the beginning of the game till even contracts nowadays well, in the beginning of the game, the contracts were higher because there was no um, insurance. There was no SRP. So if, if I lost a battle, not a battleship, but any expensive ship, back then it was cruisers and battle cruisers, you would not be able to pay 30% of the value and get that ship back the next day. It was gone. So losses were more painful, let's say. Mm-hmm. And so the contract amounts were high. Like I remember in the early days, there was like 30 billion, 20, 30, 40 billion is contracts quite frequently. Now, now that there's insurance, it's a little bit easier to replace your fleet. So people are willing to pay less for contracts. So maybe it's a little bit less, but still, I mean, it's a lot of work, let's say, to put 100 mercenaries in a, to kill an outpost or to kill... Uh, or to defend one. So it still costs, but not as much as it did on the first first quarter, let's say, of the game. So are these contracts available for public view? Um, we have a website where you can read a sample contract. Um, we also have a public Discord, uh, no public Discord, where we let people see our past contracts. So yeah, you can you can access that. I can send you a link or... Yep. However you share it. Yeah, so I I just joined this today. So this is all previous contracts. This is nothing current. So I I, I couldn't check this to see what like who you're currently contracted to uh say hunt right now, right? This is all previous stuff. Yeah, we can't we don't usually discuss active contracts unless the client specifically wants it to be public usually people just hire us and they don't want us to talk about it so we don't but once the contract is over and enough time has passed yeah for for the sake of business we share our old old contracts we don't tell you who hired us though we just show you what we did how much we killed 
um, how many ships, and we share all the screenshots so that people can verify. Right. Yeah, you got a document with all the kill mails and disk, mm -hmm. how much everything is worth. I see uh, you have this uh, alliance portfolio where it shows your daily, your weekly, your monthly kills and, and billions. You guys put in a lot of work. Yeah, we're very lucky to have a guy, Hexalise. He's a, a French guy that uh, programmed this bot. A lot of people are using it. Uh, it. Basically, it checks for duplicates and it gathers all the data uh, into a nice, neat area so you can view like certain battles that happened in certain systems. And yeah, it compiles it all nicely into what you're seeing. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen so that bot on... I've seen that bot on multiple um, Alliance discords. Yeah, cool. The most, the highest number we were doing was uh, two trillion isk per month in damages. What trillion? Yeah, right now we're at one point six trillion this month. Around three hundred and seventy. What is it? Three seventy nine this week. Around four hundred bill per week. Have you guys found any uh, freighter kills yet? No, no. I, I could only see that, that number lucky. going up with with some of these uh, more expensive ships coming out. Use them. I don't think people are using. Oh, I'd be them. at eighteen bill just for the hull. I'd be freaking afraid to undock that thing. I've I've not yet seen one ever. So <laughs> I, whoever is flying them is keeping them well hidden or in high sec for sure. Well, I mean, that that would only be the smart thing to do at this time. So. Yeah. They're releasing one that has a defense module. It's, I think, tier 10. But uh, yeah, it has like a defense module. So maybe could use that as bait, perhaps. <laughs> I could see that working as a good bait. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a pretty hefty tank. Yeah. We've been trying to think of creative ways to, to bait fights. Usually involves dropping citadels and hoping that they attack and that kind of thing mm -hmm. so yeah freighter would be would be a good one for sure yeah basically a moving citadel at that point yeah so when you're under contract you are dedicated to that contract until it's fulfilled so you guys don't accept any other contracts in that time it depends um we have been known to accept up to three contracts at the same time Purely because we have really good corps in no other than Pew. We have Coffer, it's a Chinese corporation that is just very good. Um, and a few others, Sky, CRB. So they're, they're very high-functioning corps on their own. Like They can compete contracts by themselves. So if the contract isn't something that requires the full energy of the alliance, yeah, each, each corp goes off and does its own thing. Sometimes they complete contracts on their own. Um, but yeah, if it's something very difficult that requires all our energy, we come together and, uh, and knock it out, yeah, for sure. So is that, does that happen a lot where you have multiple contracts at the same time? Not too much. But what might happen is, let's say we're deployed in the south fighting this group as an alliance. Like one corp might get hired the next day to defend a citadel in the north and they go off and do that and then come back they completed a mini contract while we were doing the larger contract you know what i mean mm -hmm. stuff like that that, that kind of thing can happen so you guys have uh you guys have been doing this for a long time do you ever get tired of doing this merc work uh, we play the game for pvp 
So for us, the tiring part is the downtime between fights. Like we, the most fun we're all having is when we're in the middle of a battle. All the other stuff is just preparation for that. So not really. No, we don't get tired of of PvP. And we're lucky enough that as a Merc group, we don't have any structures. We don't have SOV. So we don't have to defend at a certain timer, like a lot of these NullSec alliances. And that's what makes them get tired. We get to pretty much choose where we want to fight every day. And that freedom, I think, helps morale and just, yeah, you just don't feel tired, per se. Some people might think that moving gets tiring, but really, not not really. High sec, you get the 100% warp speed mm-hmm. bonus. You can get across the map ridiculously fast, which is how we appear all over the place really fast. So no, I don't think so. We were tired in null sec groups when we were in SSH and I was doing CTA after CTA. That was tiring, yeah. But this is the opposite. This is freedom, let's say. So does no have its own, like, industry within it to supply these ships or all these ships that use that you would lose are you are you just claiming insurance are you buying them from jita full pop or what how how are you guys able to reship uh our s so our indie is buried in other alliances uh we use alts and whatnot i don't think it's a secret most people know that and uh, also we do we do srp some people buy from Jita, but we, we also have a little bit of indie, yeah, that, that is hidden. We don't ourselves do it much, just alts. Um, but it's nothing like you're thinking. It's not an alliance level, you know, massive enterprise. But I'll get, let's say, important ships for us, like Hurricane Logistics and Guardians and stuff at very good prices from certain people. Right. Operate. Just contacts. Alts. Yeah, you just have to know yeah, where to get them. Exactly. Nice. And you can also deal with some corporations. We used to deal with one, but they broke up and they were giving us great prices too. If you have an indie corp and you have good prices, get in touch. We'll we'll buy from you. Yeah, that could be a money then isk making opportunity for them, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Jita can be overpriced sometimes. Right. So you gotta be careful. So uh what are what are your goals for the future? I know exploration is coming uh coming out next week. Uh, I mean, do you plan on ever dropping Sav? Is that even something that a mercenary corp should do? What are your goals? Uh, we've reached the, a level we didn't expect to faster than we had anticipated. So our goal was to be the top Merc organization in the game, but we've somehow got there a little bit quicker. It was a long-term goal, and now it's turned into a more short-term thing. There's still some ways to go, but we've established ourselves as as pretty pretty good at, at doing Merc work. So that that will be they'll maintain as the goal. But in terms of Sov, I won't lie to you. We have some kind of Sov next to Tazy in a system called MTAC OEE. There's a Citadel if you look on the map. Mm-hmm. It isn't dropped with a pew ticker, but you're welcome to come uh, say hello anytime. So yeah, that so, that was the uh, I talked to Rep last week about that his uh, citadel, right. the neutral citadel. Right, right. We we're living there a lot. Let's say yeah, we're we're living in that citadel. 
but I don't think we would drop a pew specific citadel somewhere. No, I think what Rep is doing is great. By the way, for the community, we should we should have more of these uh, neutral citadels popping up all over the place. Right. <laughs> I think Honk has dropped one. I heard. Yes. Actually, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I heard that Honk has dropped one somewhere. Forgot um, where. Uh, pure blind. I want to say it's 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 a uh, one jump out of Toronos. Yeah, that's a PvP hotspot right there. Yeah, gate camps sure. are, are often there, just like Tazy and Taco. But to go back to what you were saying, I hope the game lasts. I mean, I, that's mainly my what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm hoping that the devs keep an environment that keeps it interesting. And instead of um, ship, like ship upgrades being so linear, for example, just bigger ships are better, which is not the case in EVE Online. I hope they shift to like, a more interesting all ships can be viable model, if that makes sense. Like in EVE, you could, 10 years later into the game, you could be running cruiser gangs and fighting battleship fleets and winning. But I don't see that happening in Echoes. Like if you're, if you're in a cruiser gang, you're going to lose to a battleship gang. You know, it's not going to, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So they have to fix that, I think, somehow. No idea how, but there are people more technical than me that can figure that out. Well, if you have a doctrine too, your doctrine's going to change. And I don't, nobody's T10 yet, but when we hit T10, then of course everybody's going to be in the biggest, baddest ships. And, uh, yeah. yeah, but the fact that like strikers are just a straight upgrade and it just, it's too linear. Like, you know, it's too linear. For someone like me, for an FC who's constantly thinking about strategy and tactics and different things you can try. We don't like linear progression. We want, you know, options. Give me more options and less straight upgrades. But open up options, you know. Give me, I don't know, ECM or something. The ability to jam another ship like we have in EVE Online. I don't, I, I can come up with many ideas, but the, <laughs> they know it. I'm sure the devs know a lot of these ideas. Hopefully they, they can shift to something like that. Right. Well, It'll just make the PVPers stick around longer. They... You know, we, we only know the roadmap up until August, their one-year anniversary. But, of, of course, they're going to be supporting the game afterwards. They're going to want stuff to do to be able to maintain the game, maintain the players, you know, the interest and all that. So I, I could only imagine newer specialized ships will be released in the future to yep, and mods accommodate certain needs, right? And making solve valuable, for example, some some way of making solve valuable. Right now, they're just massive lumps of metal that you have to protect and for very little reason. Giant target. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for people that have solve. It's a big disadvantage in this game. Well, sir, that is it for me. I you pretty much answered all my questions. If uh, you got any closing thoughts or shoutouts, um, just thanks for having me. Um, that's that's what I would say. If anyone wants to check us out, you're welcome to join our Discord or say hello. We we're known to run fleets that allow people that aren't in our alliance to be on them, so you can just always poke up, say hello, join a fleet. You know, if you if you just enjoy PvP, um, so you're always welcome to do that, yourself included, uh, Mr. Rambo. <laughs> I'll see you welcome, around. Welcome to come to one of my fleets for sure. I, I actually with uh with a neutral citadel down you know not purple shoot it i could actually fleet up with you but would that yeah that would be uh 
you you could take me out on a on one of your guys' roams, couldn't you? Yeah, I'll just drag you on comms. Easy, easy peasy. A lot nice. of people join us from time to time. It'll be fun. <laughs> you might end up killing. You might end up killing someone you know, or you might end up not being able to shoot them. But we'll try <laughs> to avoid. We'll try to avoid whichever part of space you're from. Yeah, <laughs> my allegiance reigns. Yeah, we'll 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 stay away from them. I don't want them getting uh, hurt or anything. So the uh, now I did see that you have an active bounty on your head. What what what's that about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yes, th there is multiple bounties, and you're welcome to come claim them. Um, I'm out and about every day in space, so it shouldn't be too hard. It's, it's some, I do die quite a lot. People probably don't know this, but I die a lot more than, than people think. So I'm sure somebody will claim it soon. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I will see you around. Uh, I do pass through MTACO occasionally, so uh, I know I was there last week checking out uh, Reps Citadel and checking the area out. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see you there, man. All right, man. Thanks well, for having me. Thanks, Tahini. Thanks for chatting with me today, and uh, bless safe. Yep. Take it easy. Well, that wraps it up for this week. If you like the show, please review it on Apple Podcasts or on my Discord. Any feedback is appreciated. This show is sponsored by Borg. We are Borg. We are family. That's their motto. They're a very large organization that has industry and mining, also PvP-focused programs, and just about as top-notch as some of them top-notch corps out there. You know what I'm talking about. They look out for all their drones in the collective, they have a great community both in and out of the game. They have sci-fi fans, D&D fans, fans of other RPGs, and there's always somebody to talk to. You could become one with the Borg. Life in Nullsec is good, full of riches to be had, and you can be a part of it. Go check out Borg. Resistance is futile. Also, come and join my Discord. You can submit your own corp ad. You can come and just hang out, support the show. Um, I also need more topics to talk about in the roundtable, so I'll leave that link in the description. And if you want even more Eve Echoes news and a deeper dive into what's going on in the galaxy, check out Damon Zell over on YouTube on his Echoes from the Front YouTube series, where he goes over game news, weekly solve updates, and much more. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Take care, fly safe, and I shall see you next week.